The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Right. That's cool. Sure. Okay. Consequence Podcast Network. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you, as always, for making your way here, checking out the series. Uh, I do hope you hit that subscribe button while you're hanging around. Uh, You do that, I'll give you three brand new interviews every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones as well. And you can do it at all the usual spots, like iTunes, Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, or YouTube for the video versions, really anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And that's me, I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, I get to talk with Blondie drummer Clem Burke. Uh, Blondie just released a new box set called Against the Odds. Uh, and they've got an album on the way, probably out next year. So we're going to talk about how the archival project had its influence felt on the new collection. Uh, and then we'll head back in time to talk about the creative progression in songs like Heart of Glass, as well as them being a uh, Blondie being a, a multi-genre band, right? Like right from the very start. Uh, he'll tell us about the enormous impact David Bowie had on the group as well. We're also going to discuss how the next record will feature Johnny Marr and have a cover on it. He'll tell me about his favorite Blondie needle drops in uh, recent shows and movies. And if we can expect him to perform with the Eurythmics in their upcoming Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, uh, Clint played on their, uh, their earliest records. So let's do it. We're talking about Against the Odds. It's Kyle Meredith with Clem Burke of Blondie. Hi, Kyle. How are you today? Yeah, let let me say uh, first how uh, fun it's been to dive into this brand new box set, Against the Odds. Uh, Looking back at you guys for 50 years, um, there's a lot to dig through as well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's for the super fan, really. You know, uh, Against the Odds, uh, 
the title comes from the fact that it's really against the odds that uh, we would have had this kind of success and be able to look back and uh, reflect on it all. And uh, coincidentally, it comes at a time when we've just completed a new album as well. So we're kind of like working both sides of the tracks at the moment. So it's kind of good. You know, instead of just looking back, we're looking forward at the same time. Yeah, that's got to be an interesting thing, especially most people like to look forward and, and, and to have a new album. But suddenly you're like, oh, by the way, let's let's go all the way back to the beginning while we're doing this. Like, do you find that the two projects get to talk to each other at all in that way? Well, of course, there's uh, distinct uh, influences within uh, the new music that come from Blondie, you know, from the members uh, that kind of reflects upon the older music, especially the album we did prior to this new one called Pollinator, um, we uh, regrouped in the studio and decided we all needed to be in one place at one time in order to, to make the record work for us and, you know, create the chemistry that we have on stage. So um, we went about the same process again with this new album. And uh, yeah, you know, once in a while, there's kind of a signature guitar riff or drum riff or a vocal uh that Debbie's doing that might be reminiscent of something from back in the day, but that that's kind of has to do with the uh, the style of the band in general. You know, it's okay to rip off yourself. You know, <laughs> I think you, like on Pollinator, there's a song called uh, "Long uh, uh, Long Time," and uh, it kind of has reminiscent "Heart of Glass" in some ways. I love that song. Uh, we played it yeah. a ton over here at FPK uh, in Louisville, and uh, I mean, it's still right. Yeah, so many of them. You know, what was my first thought like of surprise when this box set was announced? I was like, wait a second. How is it that you all have not done this already? Like, it seems like some something that, you know, you like a lot of bands, you waited sort of 50 years for this to happen. And I know time had to actually exist before it could happen. But but why did it take till now to do this box set? Was there any reason for that? Well, it was kind of initiated by our, our manager, Tommy. Uh, Manzi and uh, he thought that uh, being that there isn't one that exists, it was time to do one. And uh, we were all on board with that. And uh, Chris Stein in particular has always been a hoarder. So I had a feeling he had quite a bit of archival material to, to go through. So it took us a while to review everything. And uh, then uh, with the state of the world, you know, it took a while for it to come out, which is another reason why it's called Against the Odds. Yeah. Well, the fun thing about listening to it, of course, is is hearing that process, you know, from from in the early days, the way the songs come together. You know, you've got disco song and 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 once I had love that eventually does become heart of glass. Like, I don't know how you listen to them, because I'm sure you you hear the work uh, in, in maybe those moments. But but you like, how did you all know that you had finally cracked these songs? Because in these early incarnations for some bands, they would have been, OK, that's it. That's the song. But, you know, you all just kept working at it until it becomes what we know are, are, are these classics. Well, it's interesting because there is uh, all of the original demos that we did uh, back in the mid-70s for a guy that was helping us, a guy called Alan Bedrock, who had a newspaper magazine called New York Rocker, and he was a, a big early supporter of Blondie. And so the Once I Had a Love song is included in the in the archival box, along with I think four other songs that really never did ever see the light of day where they were never formally recorded. One of which was a song called Platinum Blonde, which was kind of Debbie's calling card at the time. And we've never released that officially. It's just on the demo. And uh, 
I'm not sure why we never revisited those songs, but we certainly did uh, revisit Heart of Glass or the disco song as it was called. And uh, it was really on the, uh, <clears throat> the album, uh, Parallel Lines is when we began working with uh, our producer, Mike Chapman, who kind of initiated us investigating that song a little, little more. And uh, had we known what it was, uh, we had no idea. It was, you know, it's buried on the second side of the vinyl album, track number eight. So we just thought we were experimenting, you know, at the time. It was kind of a simulation of Kraftwerk and Donna Summer, if you will. We're all big Kraftwerk fans. And that's really the impetus to begin working with synthesizers came from. I mean, you guys were always good at that. You still are good at that. But uh, Kraftwerk and Donna Summer, I mean, it's it's funny that when we think back, you know, I, I guess like pre-streaming days, even to a point pre-internet days, but uh, everything is so genre specific. And nowadays it's less genre specific, especially for, you know, for artists, for younger artists. But but you always seem to fit in that category too, because like those are two so different things that we think of, you know. Was that always obvious to you all that you like you weren't just... You weren't just a new wave band. You weren't just a punk band. You weren't just a rock, whatever, you know. Well, we were big proponents of experimentation and, and thinking outside the box, I guess, to, to coin a phrase. But, um, you know, the Ramones were fantastic, but they really did only have one sound, especially in the early days. Uh, we always kind of had a musical palette that was much broader than that. Whether or not we uh, achieved it to its uh, completion, it took a while, i.e. Heart of Glass, for instance. But uh, yeah, we were always influenced by uh, many, many different styles of music. I mean, I particularly like bubblegum music, things like 1910 Fruit Gum Company, Ohio Express. Chris was a big R&B fan. You know, we all liked Kraftwerk. We all liked the New York Dolls. We all liked the Velvet Underground. So it was kind of like a really melting pot of influences that kind of created the, the sound of Blondie. We were able to go wherever we wanted to go. And that's kind of how, uh, how it was, you know, for us. We weren't really particularly stuck in one uh, medium of uh, style, I guess. And uh, like, who were you all? And you know, we listened to those, uh, the, the 1974 sessions. Like, who are, who are we all at that point? Because this is a little, this is pre-punk, uh, as we would have heard it anyway. And it's like, at this point to me, like you all are, are definitely drenched in your 60s influences during those sessions. Right. And also, you know, I mean... David Bowie was always a big influence on us. And uh, I think he kind of informed the, the new wave punk rock in, in, in a lot of ways. I think even the people in the Sex Pistols admit to that. Everybody was a Bowie fan, glam rock, Mark Bolin. So there, there's a bit of that in, in the sound as well. And we were kind of at the midst of the uh, kind of the, the breakup of the New York Dolls. And uh, Everyone was influenced by the New York Dolls in one way or another. And I think song like Platinum Blonde on those demos is kind of like, a, could be like a, a, like kind of a female version of a New York Dolls song in a way. You know, the lyrics are kind of uh, witty and uh, the ref points of reference, you know, are kind of like uh, not the obvious, I think. But, um, you know... We were just, uh, we, were, we were influenced by, like I said, the whole glam rock scene in New York City and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Now, the, the uh, Bowie here over my shoulder, Bowie here over my shoulder, Bowie here over my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, you know, our, our first national tour in the States, uh, when the first album came out, was with, uh, with Iggy Pop, with David on keyboards, when Iggy was promoting the uh, Idiot album. 
So that was kind of, kind of amazing. We played uh, two nights at Max's Kansas City, got into like a, a little mobile home, no idea who was driving it to this day, one bed in it. And then we wound up in Montreal uh, the next morning in the dressing room and David and Iggy walk in and introduce themselves and it was completely amazing, you know. So, yeah, Bowie was a big influence on, on everyone, obviously. Do you find that you've got a, um, I don't know, a favorite era these days that you, that you turn, is it still that area that you turn to mostly? Uh, of Bowie? Yeah. Well, Ziggy Stardust, I suppose. Just an anniversary coming up, right? That there's a really, a couple of good uh, magazines out about the history of the whole Ziggy Stardust thing. We just played in Hull, Mick Ronson's hometown. They have a memorial to Mick Ronson there. Yeah, we were all at Carnegie Hall when uh, when David did the uh, Ziggy Stardust show. That was very early on. You know, we weren't we, we didn't know each other, but we were all actually all there. So there you go. You can see the influence right there from the beginning. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky in the Midwest and allergies Yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice. It affects my mood. It affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. 
Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lil Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. It's Kyle Meredith with, and I'm talking with Clem Burke of Blondie. Uh, and I'll just quickly mention some other um, treasures in this box set real quick. I mean, you've got Moonlight Drive, that, uh, that right. Doors cover right there. Uh, were there any other covers that you were you all were doing at the time that just didn't make it to tape? Because that feels like that's one of those, like, you know, you're a new band. You play you play the cover songs. Yeah, well, we did do um, we did a cover of uh, I Like Playing With Fire by The Runaways. Uh, we did Heat Wave uh, very early on before uh, I think Linda Ronstadt had resurrected and had a hit with it. Um, yeah, there was a lot of a lot of covers, things like that. Um, uh, there's an I Can Tina Turner song we used to do. I can't remember right now the name of it. And uh, we have an ongoing history of cover songs. I mean, uh, you know, Hanging on the Telephone is a cover song. Our, our first kind of hit in the UK, Denis Denis, was a cover by a, a doo-wop, New York doo-wop group, Randy and the Rainbows. And then later on, Tide is High by the reggae group, the Paragons, is a cover. So, uh, Yeah. We used to cover a lot, like New York Dolls songs, Ramones songs, things like that, Johnny Thunder songs. Well, again, it, it's so cool to hear this stuff. And Mr. Sight's here. That's that's a great one as well. But, but you know, I, I wouldn't, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't just even more excited about what happens next with you all. Uh, I loved Pollinator. I really did. And to hear you all team, like John Congleton, is that who you're working with again on this one? Yeah, yeah. With, with the same modus operandi of Pollinator, basically. Yeah, everything's in place. And uh I don't want to call it Pollinator 2, but I think it would probably be somewhat reminiscent of that. Uh, we're doing a, a cover, speaking of cover songs, by a very underground 60s New York group that'll be kind of surprising for people to hear. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of original material. We're doing another Johnny Marr, contributed another song, Johnny Marr from the Smiths. And when we were on tour in the UK, Johnny was not gracious enough to be our opening act, our special guest. So we had a really great tour with with Johnny, but a dozen arenas in the UK just recently. So, um, yeah, there's a lot going on, all kind of synchronistically hooking up right now. And then so that's going to be exciting. There's lots going on. You're right. And yeah, there's a lot I'm going hearing on your moment. I'm hearing all of your songs and all the, the biggest shows right now. The Boys, Westworld, Better oh, Call right, Saul. All that. It's like... Yeah, it's incredible, huh? Yeah. yeah. Titus High was just on Better Call Saul, right? Do you, uh, do, do you find that you have, it's going to be one of those on the spot questions. I apologize. So it's fine if you don't have an answer. Do you have like a favorite, what we call the needle drop these days? Like, you know, that movie moment for, for Blondie music? Oh, geez. Uh, well, I think uh, these days, I remember, um, I think Hardy Glass is in Donnie Barasco, the Johnny Depp, when they're on the uh, yacht with uh, Pacino and Johnny Depp and uh, Michael Madsen. I mean, that's an older movie now, but uh, I think it's, it's always on that's classic. HBO or something. Yeah. 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 And then there's uh, HBO, uh, the documentary about, not documentary, anyway, uh, 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 Angelina Jolie plays her, uh, the model, anyway, the opening is hard to class. I, I, I can't remember. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I'm not any help on that one either, but. Uh... Yeah, it'll come <laughs> to me, actually, because the person that the movie's about was a friend of ours, and I, I, our, her name is Gia. She's a model. Gia Jambodi. Yeah. 
That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's it's always fun just hearing, you know, watching these shows and suddenly hearing, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the sound of the band has kind of become like a part of the fabric of, uh, you know, modern day pop culture. It's it's interesting. You know, people know the songs. They don't necessarily know the artists. I think that's true of a lot of people. And then when they hear the songs, oh, yeah, that's right. I know what that is, you know, for younger kids. And yeah, the legacy of the band is definitely the music. That's for sure. It's great music. Um, I'm looking forward to the new stuff too, Clem. And and then I'll, I'll end on this. Uh, Eurythmics are getting into the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Are, are you part of that at all? Well, I, I congratulate the, the, the both of them. And uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, that when I we did some good stuff with Rhythmics over the years. Um, well, I was playing with them initially when I, when Blondie was still going back in 1980. We made an album in Germany with uh, the producer Connie Plank, who actually produced Kraftwerk, um, called uh, In the Garden. And uh, then we did a record uh, Revenge album. Then we did this world tours and. Yeah, perhaps. I, I played at Dave's uh, birthday party a couple of years ago in the UK. That was fun at Dave Stewart's birthday. And, you know, they remain friends. It was a good time. You're in the mix. And uh, I'm happy to see them get in the, the Hall of Fame finally. I, it, it's well-deserved. Yeah. It's a good, good class, too. I was just talking with Simon LeBond. Of course, Duran Duran's in there. Oh, okay. Talking with Neil and Pat soon. So, yeah, it's a it's a good class this year. I'm excited about yeah. that. Yeah, and so. um and 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 I would be remiss if I didn't also compliment uh, the Empty Hearts. I I loved what you guys do as well. So oh right, the Empty Hearts. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully yeah, there'll I'd, be some space for that for in the that future. Band. I, had high, I had high hopes for that band. It's hard to say what that where that's going. We did two albums. The latest album came out on Steve Van Zandt's label, Wicked Cool. Uh, you know the members of uh, Elliot from the Cars and Wally Palmer from the Romantics and a guy called Andy Babuke from the Chesterfield Kings. Uh, yeah, if people haven't heard those records, there's there's two albums out. It's it's good stuff. You know, it's very uh, much shows our roots of the of the four of us. You know, very sixties influenced, but uh, modern at the same time. And Ed Stasium, uh, amazing producer, produced the Ramones, uh, Talking Heads, uh, Living Color. Ed worked with us on both of those albums. He's an amazing guy as well. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. There always, I'm sure there always is. <laughs> Clem, thanks so much for taking the time to talk okay. about it today, man. This has been such an honor. All right, Kyle. Thanks. Everybody stay safe. Be well. Okay. Take care, man. Bye. My thanks to Clem Burke. Blondie, the new box set is called Against the Odds. Thanks to you as well for checking out the episode in the series. Again, uh, please do hit that subscribe button while you're here. Three new interviews every single week. That's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date on your favorite artists and discover some new ones iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, or YouTube for the video versions. Anywhere you get your podcast from, subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the uh, the old social media spots, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All three of them, the, uh, the address is at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time.
Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media.